If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! At least once a day, I get butt-bound by my partner slash father. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and that off-the-cuff quote comes from Dr. Stuart McKenzie. I am a pediatric orthopedic surgeon here, based mostly in Wilmington, Delaware, though we do have uh, regular clinics twice a year down at uh, Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. And the partner to whom he refers is, in fact his father, Dr. William McKenzie, Nemours Chair of the Department of Orthopedic Surgery at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Wilmington. Their story of becoming medical partners begins before Stuart was born, several decades before, and some 4,747 kilometers, about 3,000 miles, away. Here's Dr. William McKenzie. I grew up in Vancouver, British Columbia. My wife grew up most of her life there. I had a very nice childhood. I went to a good school. I had lots of family. We had a cool summer place up the coast. And I was always a practical kid. I always worked on lawnmower engines and boat engines and changed brakes. And I just liked working with my hands. Uh, I had an uncle who was a family doctor. And he must have had an influence on me. I started to think about medicine. I went into medicine, and when I was in medicine, I uh, was knew I was a surgical person. And with every rotation, I changed my mind on which type of surgery I liked. But I got stuck in orthopedics, and they recognized that I had some opportunity there. I was a fourth-year medical student, and the chair of orthopedics came up to me and said, Mackenzie. You're going to do an orthopedic residency, right? And I said, yes, sir, I'd like to do that. And he said, well, you'll start next year. And I went, well, that will be inconvenient, sir, because I'm going to New Zealand for my rotating internship, and it'll take 18 months. And he said, well, that would be really inconvenient. So I ended up doing my internship in Montreal. That I think really got me thinking, I really wanted to do orthopedics. I went into an orthopedic residency, and then I met a group of pediatric orthopedic surgeons who were great in Vancouver. They phoned, uh, actually, Steve Treadwell, who was the chief, with me in the room, phoned up Dr. McEwen and Dr. Bunnell, and said, I've got a good guy for children's orthopedics here. And I said, good, send him down in July. And so it was in 1987 that the McKenzie family of Vancouver, British Columbia, Will, his wife Martha, and their young sons, Stuart and Alexander, got into a GM station wagon with a diesel engine to make their way across the continent so that Will could take part in a year of clinical training at what was then the Alfred I. DuPont Institute. And when we got to Billings, Montana, the, the, 
the transmission failed. And I had $1,500, and it cost $1,100 for the transmission. And so we arrived in Wilmington with like $400. Well, we had a lot of fun that year. Do you remember any of that, Stuart? Yeah, sure. Most of the motels on the way here had a pool, and that was really the highlight of the day. Yeah, what motels were they? Motel 6. Every single one was a Motel 6. And the criteria for the booking was, do you have a pool? I still remember when we first moved to to Wilmington for the first couple weeks before we uh, found a house. We used to live in the old white house across the parking lot now at the base of the Carillon. Uh, I remember that being a strange new house to come to. Had wickedly steep stairs up to the second floor. I thought it was kind of cool living on the grounds of the hospital. You know, right beside the farmhouse was a barn and a pool. The pool was for a summer camp. And just beyond that was a gate that came in at the upper lake. And we used to walk in there every night by ourselves and walk around and go waiting and watch the deer coming in and uh, it was fun. It was on the hospital grounds at the aforementioned White House that Dr. Will McKenzie had his first in-person meeting with Dr. Dean McEwen, then the medical director of the Alfred I. DuPont Institute. McEwen, like Dr. McKenzie, was born and raised in Canada. Actually, I met Dr. McEwen the day we arrived in that in that white farmhouse. It just got a new paint job, and it was July. And it was boiling hot, no air conditioning. And so I was up chipping the paint so we could open the windows. And I was on top of a ladder, which I pulled out of the pool complex. And I heard this rumble of this Corvette behind me. And I looked down and it was Dr. McEwen. He asked me who the heck I was. And I said, I'm the new Canadian, sir. And after his year of clinical training concluded, that new Canadian packed up his wife and sons and returned to Vancouver to practice orthopedics and be close to a support network of extended family and lifelong friends. In 1993, however, the A.I. DuPont Institute's Dr. James Richard Bowen, serving as the chairman of the Department of Orthopedics, came calling. He wanted to know if Dr. McKenzie Sr. and his family would consider making a return to Wilmington, to the A.I. DuPont Institute, this time permanently. After a long discussion, we moved back here. Take me into that discussion, if you will. What made you ultimately decide to come to Wilmington to come back to Nemours? Well, it was an interesting one. It was perhaps a selfish one from my perspective in that I knew what this place had to offer. So it was evolving from a cold pediatric orthopedic institution. And what I mean by cold is that there were patients here from all over the world uh, with very rare disorders. And there was no emergency. There was really only orthopedics, one pediatrician, and a neurosurgeon who came to visit once in a while. Cold is a, a medical term for the fact that there's no one coming in through the ER. Yeah. The, this is like a tertiary referral hospital. It was very old-fashioned, and it was evolving into a multidisciplinary pediatric institution like it exists today. 
And by 1993, when I came back, it was well on its way. And now we have an ER that sees 60,000 people. So I knew that I could do skeletal dysplasia here, which I was interested in. I knew I would have time to do research and the facilities and support to do research. We knew that this was a, a great place to live. I mean, we live uh, in an old stone house in the countryside, five minutes away. And there were very, very good schools in this area. And we were leaving very good schools in Vancouver. The kids were just at an age where you could still move them. But we left all of our extended families and support systems and, and everything to move down here. And it, you know, it worked out. And I think the opportunities here may have been greater. Opportunities that included Will's involvement with the treatment and diagnosis of all types of skeletal dysplasia, a subspecialty within orthopedics for which Nemours is internationally recognized and respected, a subspecialty that his son Stuart has also undertaken. More on that later. At this point in our story, 11-year-old Stuart McKenzie is busy adjusting to life in Wilmington, again, the son of a surgeon with an early introduction to medicine as both a profession and a lifestyle. Orthopedics was uh, definitely part of my upbringing. Before soccer practice on a Saturday, we had to go round in the hospital. I was always the last kid to get picked up at school because the OR was running late. Back when we were living in Vancouver, a good friend of mine had some leg pain after playing on the playground one day and went in for some x-rays and ended up having a osteosarcoma of his distal femur. He ended up having an amputation with my dad and missed a whole year of school during his chemotherapy and recovery. He was very uncomfortable with his prosthesis and his recovery. And because of my previous relationship with him and the fact that my dad performed his surgery, uh, I was the only person he'd let visit him and spend time with him for, for quite a while after his procedure. And seeing how sick he was and the impact that his uh, amputation had... And then his uh, recovery afterwards was really, really powerful. We're still friends. We were actually college roommates. He now lives in Shanghai and uh, truly is life-changing uh, to be involved in patient care like that. But upon completing his undergraduate degree from Trinity College at the University of Toronto, Stuart McKenzie did not immediately pursue medicine. I took six years off between undergrad and medical school, which is uh, a lot more than the average uh, person. So it, it did take me a while to make that choice. I have always loved working with kids. Uh, in high school, I worked down in uh, Northeast Maryland at a Boy Scout camp teaching kids how to sail. And when I was in university, I turned that summer job into a job down in the Caribbean as a charter captain, doing similar programs, taking kids offshore for three weeks to do leadership and teamwork training. After college, I spent several years working for that company, became the managing director of that company. And when I decided to go back to school and get a master's, I began looking at other opportunities. And after getting a master's up in Boston, I moved to um, Lusaka, Zambia for two years, where I worked for the Center for Infectious Disease Research in Africa working with uh, families with HIV. Yet during his time in East Africa, pediatric orthopedics was never far from his mind. When I lived in Zambia, I met uh, a lot of families and a lot of children who had what we would consider pretty straightforward 
orthopedic conditions that for them were life-changing and life-altering, whereas in North America, it would be treated with a short procedure. And I saw the ability for pediatric orthopedics to change the course of a child's life. And so obviously, I had pediatric orthopedics in the back of my mind with my dad's experience. But seeing the power of it there really cemented it as my future career choice. And I flew back to the U.S. and the next day started medical school. At New York Medical College, later training in orthopedics at Columbia University in New York City. So when it came time for fellowship training, Stewart's education, experience, talent, and passion made him a top candidate for the best pediatric orthopedic fellowship programs in the nation, including the one here at Nemours, where Will McKenzie plays a prominent role. Yet father and son aware of the potential conflict of interest, went to great lengths to make certain the process was above board and, without question, fair. I had questions about whether or not I should train here, given my dad's uh, pivotal role in education. In the end, I realized that this was not one of the top five. This was the best training in the country. And what made it more special, of course, was the chance to work with my dad. So Originally, I was actually going to train here for a year and go back on faculty at Columbia. But after six months of working here at Nemours, I changed that plan. And luckily, there was an opportunity to stay in Wilmington. And uh, that's where I've been ever since. How did that work out with your relationship, your working relationship and your personal relationship? It took a little thought. Luckily, our fellowship director, Sukin Shah, was thinking about it a little more than I was. And they structured my fellowship so that I spent four months working with the rest of the department before he and I began working together, just to make sure that I had a chance to uh, really become comfortable, acclimatize, and develop before adding the personal dynamic into patient care. I think that was really smart. It was really special. That personal relationship has only added to and, and deepened my experience and hopefully improve patient care as well. Our, our familiarity and, and working together makes us a better team, I think. We're more efficient in the operating room. We communicate a little more directly, for better or worse, sometimes. And uh, we're able to uh, take care of some of these really complicated kids that come, come to see us in Wilmington in a way that I don't think I would with another partner. You not only share a specialty of orthopedics with your father, but you have a subspecialty of um, um, skeletal dysplasia, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. That, that is, what is that? <laughs> so skeletal dysplasia is a catch-all term for over 450 diagnoses of patient with abnormalities and how their skeletons form. Many of these are very rare diseases. This program is something that began to be developed by Dr. Charles Scott 30 years ago. Dr. Charles Scott, who, by the way, identified an early career Will McKenzie and mentored him to pursue a subspecialty in skeletal dysplasia. The mentor's mentor, if you will. Charles recognized my interest and he he grabbed a hold of me and educated me introduced me to many, many other people, got me involved in the Little People's Association of America. I was introduced to some giants in medical genetics. You know, it's like all of our careers, you know, people recognize talent and they just drag it along. What did they do in your case? (laughs) 
I was going to ask about, did you recognize that talent in your own son? Did you, when did you see first see inklings that he was going to go towards medicine? Well, this son, he had inklings relatively early, but he took his time to get there. (laughs) You know, it was interesting. He was very involved in spying at Columbia. And that was the plan. He was going to go back and work in Columbia with an old friend of ours. You know, I don't quite understand how this happened, actually, because he uh, he did very well in his residency um, and had opportunities all over the country. And um, he finally said at the end, I'm coming here. You know, I, I talked to previous fellows and I had a chance, you know, I interviewed it at 10 different pediatric orthopedic fellowships from coast to coast and saw some great places. But I had a lot of people saying, listen, Wilmington's the best training you can find. And um, it was. Uh, And of course, the personal dynamic played a role in that as well. That kind of pushed it over the edge. Thought that would be really fun to work with my dad. But, you know, the group of of surgeons here is uh, world-class and different from anywhere else. What did you think about working with your son when he told you he was coming to Nemours? Uh, I was a little worried, a little worried. I knew he was a very skilled surgeon, but I was a little worried about how it would appear. You know, when it came close to the end of the year and there was discussion about hiring him, I really, I said, I have to, you know, I have to be separate from this process. And so the, you know, group, we have like 50, 15 orthopedic surgeons here and they discussed it amongst themselves and they came to me saying, no, we'd like to hire. And, you know, I was, it was fun for me for that to occur, but um, I just wanted to be sure that it wasn't seen as an internal, you know, uh, nepotistic, nepotistic plan. And um, it's worked out very well. He drives me crazy. He doesn't listen to me. Comes up with alternate plans. Talks back. Told me the other day to stop yelling at him in the operating room. Stuart, (laughs) is that true? (laughs) Uh, It's every day. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like any father-son relationship that I know about, there's uh, uh, you know how to push the other one's buttons. Even though that uh, you can still, you know, you can still make forward progress, uh, you can still be productive. But um, I think what's what's helpful is that one of the previous fellows who I respect quite a bit, she told me that every fellow who's ever come through this place has questioned their choice of subspecialty after their first day in the operating room with my father. <laughs> and... I was talking to Steve Hines, who's worked with my dad for uh, over 15 years in the operating room as his uh, scrub tech, and um, he was encouraging me to stay on. He said, you know, you obviously like this, you're doing a good job, and he said, there's no one who's able to respond and push back in a productive manner. There's no one else who's able to do that, and he says, I've seen that impact and improve the care of several patients. And I think that's an important dynamic. It's very important to keep up to date in the management of these children. 
I mean, we started doing total hip replacements. Well, when we started doing total hip replacements, the last one I had done was in my residency. Well, obviously, things have evolved since then. So I brought Dr. Thacker into, into play because he was obviously a hip surgeon within our group. And when Stuart arrived, he was a natural person to start doing the total hips because he's recently trained and familiar with the group and understands the problems. And also, you know, it's really nice to have another orthopedist who says, ah, what about trying this or what about trying that? And it's forcing us to, to reconsider the management of some problems. And, uh, you know, I sort of push back and I have my old ways of doing things. But, you know, any surgeon of my age will tell you that they don't do anything that they were taught to do in their residency and certainly do not use the same instrumentation. You know, the techniques, the instrumentation, the surgical approaches, it's all changed. And we have to evolve. And although I've evolved, you know, it's it's really nice to get other ideas thrown into the mix. Is it nice to have your son by your side in all of this? Are you proud of oh, him? Oh, sure. Sure. Of course. I was lucky enough to hire someone who could become integrated before my retirement. And that's that's... I think the way to do it in these areas where there's a lot of complexities to the management of the children, I think it's very, very helpful to have a successor in place. And as circumstances would have it, Dr. William McKenzie's successor, his son Stuart, is now training by his side, securing the McKenzie legacy within healthcare and Nemours' leadership in orthopedics, specifically skeletal dysplasia for another generation. Thank you to the doctors Mackenzie, Will, and Stuart for sharing their Nemours story with us. Every podcast we do tells a Nemours story, and we want to hear yours and share it with other associates across the enterprise. Email us at podcast at Nemours.org so that we can get you on the schedule from the convenience of your home or office. That's podcast at Nemours.org. Thanks once again to Peter Adebi and Deborah Griffin for their assistance with the production of this podcast. The Champions for Children podcast is found on Nemours Net and the Nemours Now app. Please subscribe and rate the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You may also listen to the podcast simply by telling your smart speaker to play the Champions for Children podcast. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. On behalf of Dr. William McKenzie and Dr. Stuart McKenzie, I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. And as always, stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do for the children and families we serve. <laughs>